0: Welcome to Athletic Definition's latest sports and fitness news episode, covering what's trending in fitness and sports around the world. I am your host, Coach Z. Thank you for joining me today. Be sure to stick around. We're going to be covering topics such as the NBA Finals, what is a healthy Coke, Oscar De La Hoya, Apple Watch, and also Chael Sonnen talking about boxing shouldn't be more than eight rounds. I wanted to get the show started off by saying it has been sponsored, and it has been sponsored by the letter Z. That's right, the letter Z. It is brought to you by Coach Ray Z, which is me. Please be sure to check out my new episode, The Drop Today, on Coach Ray Z YouTube. It is on Sedona Marathon. So I did the episode last week, and now I finally had time to edit and drop the episode. So check it out, support it, share it, like it. It helps me in my YouTube algorithm. All right. So if you had a chance to watch the NBA finals yesterday, uh, it was exciting. I, I'm happy, first of all, because I did not want to see Boston win. If they win, they would, I think, lead the NBA with the most titles, uh, beating the Lakers or tying the Lakers. I believe they have like 18 titles or would have been uh, the 18th title. So I'm happy that the Golden State Warriors won, not only that, but that Curry got the MVP on a couple of the past shows. I mentioned that, you know, a lot of the talk has been going on with KD and Curry and, you know, Curry won an NBA championship before KD got there and then KD left. KD basically got injured. So, but that was a bubble year. So he didn't really miss much. He came back if his foot wasn't so big and he made it actually further without Kyrie on his team, and then this year they got swept. Uh, Golden State went further. If you look at the numbers, yes, KD had you know so many points and all around. He does show that he is the better player. I do feel, though, when you have such a good, talented team around you, it makes it a lot harder for any team to do any sort of double teaming. So when you have Green, even though he's not an offensive threat, he's just like the Dennis Rodman of the team pestering you. And when he was younger, he did contribute more in point. Thompson, I still don't think he's 100% back since his injury. Before his injury, I mean, how are you going to double team when you have Curry, the best NBA shooter of all time in the NBA and Klay Thompson, which probably has an actual better technique in shooting, but because of his injury, uh, we'll see what happens between the splash brothers. For one, I'm happy they won it in the first year they won it. I didn't like them. And I thought they kind of became cocky. And then it was when they started going up against LeBron, it was back and forth. The, The one time I actually rooted for LeBron was when he went to Cleveland. I just felt sorry for Cleveland, you know, just such a kind of SY Sports losing town for so long with the Browns and everything else. And I'm, I'm happy for uh, the Warriors and the Curry won the NBA Finals MVP. Now the pressure is on KD, in my opinion, if he can win another championship or win a championship without Curry. Uh, going along with NBA Finals we had the first Mexican-American NBA champion yesterday. Mm-hmm. And although pretty much all the media is saying he's Mexican, he was actually born – in United States. He was born, I believe, in Oakland. He's from the Bay Area, uh, 29 years old, six foot six. His parents are from uh, Michoacan, Mexico. Uh, he competed in the NBA contest this year and got second place. He had this specially customized uh, Warriors jersey with, like, the Mexican flag in the back with the numbers and the eagle. And he never got drafted. He never got drafted. He started his professional career in Mexico. He played for... It says uh, Mexican Liga Nacional de Barcelona. He played for Mexicali Sol. He played. He went to the Mar- Marques University. So he was just like a journeyman. He actually has been with the Warriors for I think the last three. No, I you know he was going back and forth on the contract is what it says. So he actually didn't get to play in this final series. And some people might be like, well. Then why are you guys celebrating it? It's because he didn't get drafted. You know, he's following his passion. It's his dream. Uh, he got cut. He played it. He he was an MVP in Mexico. He, you know, he was one of the better players over there. So he says he misses it over there. But just the fact that a Mexican American won the you know NBA championship, it's just opening the doors. It's giving little kids heroes growing up. There was no minority superheroes, me being Mexican-American. There was no too many athletes that you could really look up to. few in boxing, even in comic books or the movies. The only, I think, Mexican hero that I could think of is Zorro. And besides that, the first really like minority hero that actually would win and did good was Bruce Lee. And besides that, you know, I had, like, Chavez, Julio Cesar Chavez. And then later on, more Latinos, especially in boxing. But just overall, like, if you – and the NFL, I could, I could count the number of, like, Mexican-Americans. It's uh, Anthony Munoz, who is, like, one of the actually best offensive linemen in the NFL and rated one of the top uh, best, I think, in the 100 NFL greatest players. He's in the top 10. Anthony Munoz. Uh, let's see here uh, – Tony Sandejas, who was a kicker for the Rams, and that's about it. Uh, oh, then there's a but that a little bit later on, Sanchez, of course, from USC. I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy for the fact that he's inspiring other. Uh, You know, generations to come. His name is Juan Toscano Anderson. When he played for the University of Marquette, he had to go with Anderson. I'm not quite sure. And now, when he got to play in Mexico, he actually got to put the Toscano, and that's what he actually wears for the Warriors right now. His contract is up, and so there's actually no word if he will be returning uh, to the Golden State Warriors. Consider himself Mexican. That's what he told the newspapers back in 2019. So he's a proud good representative for many generations to come and i hope personally to see more mexican americans in the nba and just in pro sports in general just besides boxing although i love to see the mexican style boxing so moving on to what is a healthy coke well that is the latest tiktok trend as far as the drink craze and basically what it is is um and i might mispronounce this but it's Bals balsamic vinegar, my tongue gets twisted with that word for some reason. And carbonated water. And it's supposed to and it's supposed to be any carbonated water. As long as it's carbonated, it doesn't matter what brand or what flavor, because some of them come in flavors. And according to, I saw the the video. And of course, if you follow the show and you want to see the videos, the trends, what I'm talking about, the articles that I pulled it from, it will all be included on the show notes so you can take a look at it. Or you could just go to TikTok and and check out a healthy Coke trend. I'm so fascinated by this one because if it is actually healthy tasting Coke and it actually tastes good, then I want to try it for myself. The reviews from uh, the people who've tried it and See, there's no way to really know if they tried it or not or they're just trolling, but they're mixed reviews. Some people say it tastes exactly like Coke. Some people say it's like healthy. Some people say it tastes just like vinegar and carbonated water. Being the fitness investigator that I am, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this to the next level I'm actually going to be going to the store after I do my show, and I'm going to look for this type of vinegar, and then I'm going to get some carbonated water, and we're going to do it here live on Fireside, and hopefully, maybe I could get some other people to try it and get their opinion, so it just won't be mine. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm going to continue looking into it because if you know, I love Coke. I don't drink soda, uh, except after I accomplish some sort of feat, it's a, my way to earn it. And then that way I don't drink soda that often. So the last soda I had was when I completed the OC Marathon, my 57th Marathon what this past May. Yes, past May, like early May, maybe May 5th, around there. And the next soda that I will drink will be in October when I complete the Lake Tahoe Triple Marathon or Maybe during the marathon, if someone offers you a Coke, you take it, it has that good little sugar that you haven't had for a long time. So, looking forward to that. But as I mentioned, this one, we're going to take it further. We're going to make a, a show out of it. We'll see if we can make a whole show out of it, or if we'll just uh, use this and a couple other products to compare. Because I've uh, actually been. Interested to do a whole show on carbonated drinks and replacements for soda. There's other products that maybe I can mix in. There's a clear, so the Walmart knockoff, I believe it's called Zero. And there's other ones as well. I don't like all of it, Perrier water. There's some of it that's good, some of it that's bad. I still really haven't found anything as far as where I could say, oh, well, yeah, this is it. So I hope this is it, and we'll see what happens. So Oscar De La Hoya has been kind of been making the news here and there every day for maybe the last two weeks. Basically, he he came out on a podcast, uh, Ariel, I think, and I, I forget his that's his first name or last name, but he covers mostly MMA. Well, he came out on there, and he said that he's actually glad that he survived because he got, you know, He got the virus and he's glad he survived. He said it hit him hard, but he was actually coming out of retirement to fight. And Oscar De La Jolla is 49 years old. His his reactions, he said, are still good, but he was getting hit a lot during sparring. And even though he, he, at the time he got, um, reached out by Thriller, who had just done the Mike Tyson-Roy Jones fight. And so they offered him quite a bit of money to fight Victor Belfort. And he agreed to it. He ended up getting uh, the virus. It hit him hard, he said. And there was a replacement for that fight. It was under Holyfield. And Victor Belfort just rocked him. He knocked him out. And Oscar De La Jolla says he b- basically dodged a bullet. I think he would have done better. Then uh evander holyfield who I, it's definitely past his prime and i don't see victor balfour doing that to him in his prime because evander holyfield was the real deal holyfield so i i just don't see that happening he probably needed the money i believe he has like 11 kids and and i'm actually kind of surprised he got clearance to do it because i i know he's had like a heart issue for a long time or he has some sort of hole in his heart so Oscar De La Jolla said he dodged the bullet on that one, and he's glad he didn't get to fight Victor Balfour. I kind of would have liked to see Oscar De La Jolla step into the ring one more time, but he said he's done. And that was pretty interesting. The other thing that I found interesting that he made the news again was he seems to be apologizing to Dana White. Not seems, he is apologizing to Dana White. He said you know, he wants to work together with them and do something new. Which I found it interesting. This is a business, and Dana White has fired you with Jake Paul. And then he came out on his podcast uh, back in the day. He was actually going to box Tito Ortiz. And, and during the UFC, it was like a whole buildup. And he said he wouldn't work with him again. And then Tito Ortiz came back and fought in the UFC for his final fight. So it's a business. And I, you know, even though Dana White's always made fun of Oscar de La Jolla and saying, you know, cocaine's expensive. I wonder why De la Jolla would just be like oh I'm over it and want to continue to do business with him. I'm not quite sure no nah, I'm, I'm sure it has to do with the money or this was what I thought was the most interesting fact De la Jolla mentioned that he wants to sell Golden Boy promotion if he does sell if he does sell Golden Boy promotion he says it's worth a billion dollars at least he would become the first Latino billion. Athlete. The first Latino billionaire athlete, as I I was fascinated by that because the headlines have been going around. You know, LeBron James just recently became the first billionaire NBA player, and he active NBA player. Jordan didn't become A billionaire until eleven years after he retired, I believe uh, Tiger Woods is probably. I think he's one of the guys on the list as far as billionaire. And really, I thought Mayweather would be pretty close with all his hundred million dollar fights, but he's also spending a lot of money. And you know, from what I've been reading, he has to spend a lot of money also on his daughter's lawyer who stabbed some her, her ex boyfriend who is a rapper uh Who he has a she has a son with, and I guess she he was cheating, and so Mayweather's daughter tried to stab allegedly, and they're going to court, and that costs a lot of money. You know, there's all these articles. Some say that Mayweather's going broke. Some say he's not. He's going to fight again. So we'll see. I you know I thought he might have the chance, but he's not Latino. But definitely to become maybe the first active boxer to become a billionaire. So I kind of looked into a little bit and I want to do a whole show into who is the richest Latino athlete from what I saw kind of quickly. And then there was another article that showed, and I think that one was by Forbes, the richest Mexican athletes. Uh, so it's really what I thought. Most of them are soccer players. I think right now, Cristal, Cristaldo Ronaldo probably has the best chance of becoming the first active Latino Billionaire. Uh, Messi is like right behind him. After that, I had to check. It's a race car driver uh, and then a couple soccer players. So yeah, if, if De La Jolla could do that, that would be amazing. It it, it Same thing, just with uh, the other NBA player, he would be opening doors. He would be inspiring younger generations to think about Becoming a billionaire and to show that it's possible, and to think about generational wealth for us, not just, hey, living paycheck to, to paycheck. So, I, for one, you know, I, I'm a bit disappointed in how his career ended. And, you know, when at one point he was one of the biggest names or was the biggest name, he was the biggest straw in boxing. And Floyd Mather was just pretty boy Floyd. And Mayweather turned out to me like to seem he was the bigger and better businessman. Even though Oscar get got the promotion company, Mayweather was the one closing the hundred million dollar fights. He became money Mayweather, and I was like, wow! I was really surprised at the whole turnaround, the whole promotion, and I thought Mayweather showing that not only is a boxer, but is a businessman promoter. He's better than the La Jolla. and you know they fought and the whole thing. It was a close fight. There's some controversy on that, but. Let's see. Let's see uh, just if him putting that out there inspires other people to want to become the first billionaire athlete. I do too. I would love to be the first billionaire Latino athlete. So companies reach at me, let's network, let's collaborate. And now uh, let's move on to uh, the watch. So I have an Apple watch. This is the series three. So I'm a little bit out of the game, but there's a new update coming out. It is the, the let me see. I think it's the, oh yeah, it's the OS 9. And right now it is in uh, developer beta, but it's free with, a, it's supposed to be launched in July. And there's like, like nine major things on the watch. And you let me know. Um, do you use your Apple Watch a lot to work out, or do you use, do you actually use the Matrix on your Apple Watch to work out, or do you use third party apps as far as fitness, Strava, Matt My Run, or other fitness uh, apps just to track or monitor your workout, or do you actually use what Apple provides, the Apple mm-hmm. Fitness? I know some people do, some people don't. Um, so, one of the improved features is going to be the heart rate zone. Uh, the other, Feature that they're improved on is stride length. Uh, number three is ground contact time. Uh, number four is vertical, uh, vertical tracking. Number five is average power. And I'm a stack guy, so so far I'm, I'm loving all that. We'll see. I wonder if my watch will be able to update that. Not sure. Uh, it'll have a race against the best or last run which I would say most of the running apps already kind of have that. But if you don't have to go to a third-party app, would you just start using your Apple phone? I mean, your Apple Watch more. Uh, it has a pacer on-screen uh, matrix and alerts. It creates custom runs, workouts, and recovery segments. And number nine is if you do multiple sports like a triathlete, Ironman, it automatically is going to switch between running, biking, and swimming for the triathletes. So as far as tracking, it'll kind of give you a nice breakdown without you having to actually switch. I Let me know if you're excited about it or if you use Apple. As I mentioned, um, I'm, I was going to do a review on an, an app and I'm going to be having them on as guests, and I was going to try it out, and unfortunately, it's not quite ready for Series 3. It's more for the newer watches. I'm a little disappointed, but I still think it's a it's a great feature for people who have a hard time uh, keeping track of all their workouts, so I'm going to bring them on, and we'll figure it out for exactly what series watch for apple it works and uh, right now i think it has like 80 workouts it tracks so there's a lot of cool things and i'm looking forward to that and trying more new tech as well all right so last and not least we are going to be talking about chael Sonnen. so chael Sonnen, he you know i I believe he has a podcast former mma fighter and that's why i i watched the whole video sure looked like a podcast but he was talking about how boxing shouldn't have 12 round fights and part of me agrees, and part of me doesn't agree. Uh, be, as far as entertainment, if you can do eight rounds, maybe even six, maybe even five. But then if you do five, you're just pretty much copying MMA, and boxing is not MMA. Historically, boxing they used to fight until one man dropped, and of course that's not healthy. And with, what we know now with uh, mental health, trauma, uh, you know, concussions, we there's no way we're gonna get a fight sanctioned for a hundred rounds or until man drops part of me thinks that's cool. You know, it's the whole like Coliseum warrior way. You know, you're either going to live a shorter life, but you'll live a more blessed life. Uh, as far as like, you know, the way you're treated, how you're recognized, uh, the money you make, what you can afford for your family, but you're not going to live as long or, you know, you're going to just not be a professional athlete and have to go work a nine to five. Of course, for brain damage and all that, it's a whole different story now. Part of it, I would love to see, you know, even 50 round fights. I I remember watching 50 round fights and there's something to me about being down and coming back at the end. And I've seen plenty of boxing fights where the guy comes back past the eighth round, on the ninth round, on the 10th round, on the 11th round, or even the final bell, the 12th, to win it. And as far as being an endurance athlete, to be able to endure, there's something remarkable about that, incredible. It's more passion, more heart. But yes, as far as brain damage, having more heart will could get you more brain damage. But then you also think it all depends on the fighter, the style, because Mayweather... Even though he does say he and talks about some signs of brain damage, he's probably taking the least amount of damage of all fighters. So it really just depends on you, on what style of fighter you want to be. Uh, of course, it's boxing, and no matter what style of fighter you're going to get hit. It's part of the it's part of the whole sport. So if you don't like twelve round fights, I don't know it's a tough one it's a tough one you guys let me know in the comments what do you guys think do you guys think uh eight round fights are good you know jake paul's been doing that on his promotions in a way it's kind of like okay give me your best quicker instead of we're feeling each other out for too long but really technical fighters uh some of them are really so starters like uh, what's the name lima 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 uh really so starter probably like the first two rounds he's just filling out the fighter and uh, that fight with uh i think it was victor ortiz maybe he would start off a little bit quicker maybe he would have won but it just depends i still think we should keep 12 round fights overall Uh, but we could definitely improve it the idea that i did like he talked about was how in boxing no matter what pro you're talking about they have all been amateurs, which is true. It doesn't matter if it's Mike Tyson, Roy Jones, Julio Cesar Chavez. Actually, there's a one fight I could think that didn't have an amateur career, but pretty much they've all had uh, amateur careers. And really, no one has done anything as far as like making that more entertaining. Say, for example, uh, college football, or the Olympics, or college basketball. All that is amateur. And they make it entertainment, so entertaining that it's very competitive and sells out arenas. And people are—it probably could compete. I would—I need to check on the numbers, but it probably could compete. Let's say like NFL, college. So if someone, some promoter, some could come up with a cool idea to maybe improve the amateurs, that way they'll get more recognized. Find a way to make them some money even though they're amateurs, and then that way when they become pros, they'll be more well-known, and somehow it could just make the sport better. That's basically it. I love boxing. I would love to see it go. Right now there's some good, exciting fights, more exciting fights looking like they're going to be made or they're working on them. Ryan Garcia looking to fight maybe twice this year, at least once. So there's more fights. Looking forward to them, looking forward to more boxing and improving, and we'll see what happens with the La Jolla and Dana White if they end up maybe teaming up because the La Jolla says he can clean up and he knows what's wrong with boxing. And Dana White says he's completely tired of boxing. So if they teamed up. It'd be interesting. And I hope you enjoyed this edition of, uh, athletic definition, sports news and trends around the world. My name is coach Ray Z. I will be back with another show and I will surprise you on the title and everything else so if you would like to know what it is when it is be sure to follow me here on fireside live so you can be alerted be part of the audience participate thank you everybody for taking the time out of your friday i hope you have a great weekend and stay blessed this is coach ray z and i'm out